What's going on, everybody? It's your boy UTXJG the Don, and I have my co-host once again, leader of the flock. What's good with you today, man? You know, cleaning, chilling, all that. Cleaning, chilling, true, true. Uh, so. I think I mentioned it before last episode, but uh, I was on the move and I got all my stuff together. So that being said, you know, the show must go on. And this is why we are here for Light Sounds episode 19. Uh, again, I want to shout out everybody that continues to listen to us every time we put out an episode on whatever your favorite platform is, including Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, and of course, Anchor, which houses the whole thing and allows us to be on all of these platforms. I also want to shout out Siggy, who started the Money Talks podcast, which will be available on Anchor and all of your favorite platforms coming soon. But right now, it is an exclusive for Patreon. So if you don't want to be a broke boy and want to get some news before everybody <laughs> else, I would advise you to support us on patreon.com slash GI updates. We also have an anime podcast that uh, our boy LAX Chaos, and I believe he will be doing this with Steven, maybe Black, and, and uh, for sure JoJo, and that's called Otaku Summit. So that will also be coming on Anchor. So like I mentioned before, we pretty much will have a podcast for everything. So we are not playing with this podcast stuff. So even if you don't necessarily like the music podcast, anime might be a thing. If you don't like anime, maybe you're trying to get some money. And maybe money isn't your thing. Maybe you like hearing about the rumors about the lame YouTube dude. You don't like getting money. <laughs> exactly. So who don't like getting money? Exactly. That's, 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 that don't make no sense. Everybody like getting money. So find out some way to get some money. Because Siggy low-key rich. He just don't want to tell nobody yet. So learn all, <laughs> learn all his secrets. But... Oh no, like I said, it's a podcast for everybody. So there you go, man. Again, we appreciate everybody that continues to support GI as a whole. Let's get into episode 19 of Enlightened Sounds Podcast. Let's start off with the notable new releases. Uh, now, there wasn't really that much this week, um, but we did have Juice World. He came out with Death Race for Love. And we have Wyclef Jean with the Wyclef Goes Back to School. I did not give that one a listen yet, but I did listen to Juice World. And uh, it's it's just another another man for me. Some of the songs he has are, are okay, but he's he's mostly like emo so emo stuff right yeah it's not really my thing so and i like even before i even knew who he was i never would have guessed he would have came out of chicago uh but definitely i was like it was just kind of interesting but again chicago does produce a lot of different types of music so and i'm not i'm not surprised so uh there you go man's notable new releases only two albums worth noting uh let's get into the music news so a lot of people were uh, talking about schoolboy q Pretty much anything about TDE ends up making the news, but a lot of people wondering when Schoolboy Q's new album is going to come out. Um, if you did not know, I know that he was uh, pretty messed up after the Mac Miller passing. That was one of his best friends, so uh, he definitely took a break from all of that. Um, but uh, Schoolboy Q has been hinting on Instagram and on Twitter, and he says, two more days. Now, again, this is as isn't a confirmation on whether this will be an album or just a single or possibly somebody who he has been um who has been collabing with but most people are thinking that finally we're going to get a single and possibly an album from school q finally after all of the time that he has been on hiatus not saying anything uh, so I'm not sure if you are a big Schoolboy Q fan, but uh, but if you are, are you excited for some possible new music from uh, from the TDE artist? Absolutely, I like Schoolboy. Okay, I, I mess with Q like for real. I, I'm I'm definitely I definitely be listening if it drops. 
True, true. So there you go, people. Just be on the lookout for that. And I'm a, I'm a Schoolboy Q fan myself, so I would definitely be happy to hear something. If it's a single album, I don't care. I want to hear something. So there you go. Uh, Schoolboy Q news. Uh, Lil' Kim also said, now this is confirmed. Uh, we don't know the day yet, but she is ready to come out with a new album after 14 years. 14 years. The last album she came out with was A Naked Truth. And her new album will be called Nine. Uh, she talked to Funk Master Flex the other day, and she said uh, this is her 22nd anniversary of uh, Notorious B.I.G.'s death. Um, again, we did not get a release date just yet, but I feel like it's good news that she's finally dropping another album, getting back in the studio, and I will definitely be uh, be happy to hear what she has in store. So, how you feel about this little Cam album news? Uh, um, I'm I'm kind of indifferent, I guess, because mm-hmm. you know you how you like the artists that you grew up listening to. It's just like like when you watch like your favorite ball player or something like that. You never want to see them like not pat not in a prime. So you're afraid that when they do make a comeback or something like that, they just you scared they're gonna embarrass themselves. Mm, okay. Or not be or not be that person. Like like we all remember, like me personally, I'll remember I will always remember Jordan's last shot with the Bulls. You know what I'm saying? He made that shot to win a championship. And that image is like embedded in NBA like history. I never wanted to see him come back after that. If he was done, then you can you watch him come back with the Wizards. Although he did really good with the Wizards. He was hurt that one year though. But you know, you get what I'm saying? He came back and it was with the Wizards. You know, yeah, it was like right. He wasn't the same guy, you know, say he was like 39 years old, you know, going on 40. It was like, you know, you don't want to see that. You want to see him go out the way, you know, on their own terms and not not out of like desperation or necessity or some competitive drive to say, oh, I think I still got it just to come back. And it's not the same. I just don't want Kim to do that because, you know, the Kim I remember she was always making good music from hardcore to notorious KIM to, you know, La Bella Mafia. The Naked Truth was a decent album as well. It was decent too, but you know, you could just tell like it was starting to, de- the music was starting to decline a little bit with her. So it's like, what could she possibly bring? She doesn't look the same by any stretch. And, you know, it's just different. I, I just think the fans are going to shit on it. You know I mean? I don't think she's going to, it's going to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Even if it is good, unless it's just bangers throughout I don't think the people are gonna, you know, gonna accept it because most of the people that are out now, none of them really know who Lil Kim is. So she's gonna be basically going, you know, gonna be going off of nostalgia and shit like that. People that grew up listening to her music. That's the audience she's gonna have to target. That's an interesting take. You might be right on that because I feel like, especially with uh, with female rappers, it's pretty much just like Cardi and um, and Nicki right now. Those are the two top females in the game right now. Obviously, you have other females that are doing their thing, like the Stallion um, and uh, and Young and May whenever she wants to do something. But um, but yeah, I mean, you might be you might be right on that. We're gonna forget about rap. I mean, obviously, Rhapsody. Yeah, Rhapsody. <laughs> but nobody talks about nobody talks about her like they should, and that right. <laughs> that's kind of and that's a, yeah, that's yeah, bad. It's gotta go to get over what we're about to talk about later, but um, but yeah, like just far as female rappers who are who are quote unquote popular and have a huge fan base behind them, those are the only two um, right now. Obviously, we know that Nicki especially got a lot of her influence from Kim, but as far as coming out with a new album after 14 years 
uh yeah there's a huge chance that a lot of people won't accept it um, especially the new age people so you definitely brought up a great point with that um i don't I, I mean i get your reference when you when you you know compared it to mj um but i don't think that this is exactly the same situation obviously Lil kim had a lot going on but i don't i don't think that this will be exactly the same as, as mj it was a, a slightly different situation um but yeah just as far as like i don't know like if she will charter or do anything like that or if people will accept her coming back into the game uh making music even though she's obviously an icon for a lot of female rappers um who she did pay the way for so it's, it's going to be interesting we will see um when the release date comes out and uh and we'll definitely uh we'll definitely listen to it at least and, and see what's up with her so there you go man for all the little kim fans her new album will be called nine and we're just waiting on a release date uh, now we got some news that uh, i don't know if you remember this and it was like years ago i actually thought that this was over but apparently this situation got brought up again with this bryson tiller and j cole situation uh now Bryson Tiller made a song called Exchange that he used a beat that was basically the same thing as a J. Cole song called Deja Vu. And when everybody heard that, it was like, well, you know, who stole whose? Because it was really <laughs> the same beat. So everybody was like, well, who made the song first? Who made the song first? Da 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 da. But the real problem now is from the person who who the producer. made the beat. Yeah, the producer. Yeah, that's a producer. So and then when you when I hear that, you know, the first thing I think about. A lot of people, and I know, I think about uh, Alchemist. Alchemist, uh, Alchemist did that before. Um, the uh, what was the beat he gave the Jadakiss? Uh, we gonna make it. The, the you remember that song, right? We gonna make, make it. it. Yeah. He he gave that same beat to Razkaz, and it was called Home Sweet Home. But Razkaz, I guess, didn't ever release it on a on a project yet, and mm -hmm. he ended up giving it to Jadakus, and Jadakus and the Lock they they killed it. So, and and Razkaz was pissed at uh, Alchemist about that. So that that's the first thing that reminds me of. It so sucks. The, he gave the same beat to somebody twice. Yeah, it sucks because a lot of like I, I don't think a lot of people realize this happens a lot more than uh, than what people think. Um, it becomes a bigger situation when you know one artist or group makes more money than another artist, or you know in that situation with Razzcast, they don't release it. Uh, but then you still get mad because you're like, well, damn, why you get a person the same beat? The problem with this situation or any of these situations is when a rapper or whatever um an artist leases the beat versus just outright buying it because if you outright buy it then you can't do that like that's that's mm -hmm. you know that's against the terms because it's your beat you officially bought it but when you're leasing it then the producer can give it to somebody else at their discretion and we have heard songs that i mean not too many songs that were popular like both songs being popular at the same time but in this situation it kind of was um exchange i believe exchange was an official single i don't think that deja vu was i know it was no it was on for your eyes only but i don't think that that was an official single like on the radio but I, I, actually it might have been i'm not exactly sure but i don't think that deja vu was as popular as exchange but when people you know were hearing it too they're like yeah that's the same damn beat like it's it's inexcusable but g money is a producer and he is bringing this situation back up he is suing sony music rock nation rca records for allegedly stealing the beat uh so i'm not exactly sure 
sure who he's mad at as far as like the artist but they said that it was a track back in 2013 called shawty so cold that was ripped off for j cole's and and bryson tiller so he's not necessarily mad about the the beat or the song that they made he's mad because again it was kind of like the radical situation it was from you know far back in 2013 from a song that i guess nobody heard and then it gets brought back up and he he was saying that the songs had the same kick pattern and the same snare pattern and the same um effects and the vocal strike so it's not exactly the same beat that he gave to bryson tiller or j cole he's saying that someone just straight up ripped it off so we didn't know that at first we were just like oh, okay well they just use the same beat well who's the producer like like did he do this on purpose or what but g money is saying that it's just it just got ripped off which again i mean that happens a lot happens. too that that happens a lot um so g money is suing uh sony for uh, 150 thousand dollars per infringement uh, plus an injunction against them for continuing to profit off of his work so i don't know if this is going to go somewhere again i thought that this was done um i know that this brought up like a little bit controversy but it wasn't anything that made any waves uh but i guess g money is still fighting it after so you know so many years since these songs both came out. i think it was in 2016 uh that both of these songs came out so how you feel about the situation you think that g money has any evidence to back it because he's not saying that they stole his beat he's just saying that they they just stole like everything else and it just made it so similar that it, they might as well have stole the beat yeah, I mean, it can. At this point, it's basically you. You don't want to say it's sheer coincidence if that's the case. If it's not the outright, the outright beat, and you make it remotely like similar, it's really nothing you can do because you have those. Uh, you have those. Uh, like, take. I I, I got to use another analogy to, to make what I'm saying like for y'all to actually understand what I'm saying. Take um. I, I used to watch WCW wrestling, right? And I used to notice like a lot of the theme songs that some of those wrestlers sounded so eerily, eerily, eerily closely, like just real, like in, in your ears, just it sounded so similar to like a, 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 a like a song, a popular song, like a Nirvana song or something like that. Like take uh, I used to, like Diamond Dollars Page. He came out to a song and it just had his voiceover saying "Self High Five," but it sounded just like "Smells Like Teen Spirit" by Nirvana when you listen to it. But it's basically, I don't, I forgot what they call it. But it's, it's basically like a cover, but not a cover, because it's not the exact same thing. But it sounds so close that it was nothing that Nirvana or anybody else could do to, uh, to say, hey, they took our song because it's not the actual music. It sounds just so close, but it's like a few notes off. It's not the exact same like riff in the guitar or drum pattern and stuff. You know, it's it's close, but it's just. You know that's what it sounds like, but it's nothing they could really do. I don't know the term, the exact wording for it, but that that's the first like that's what I can think of. Like kind of help you all you know, understand what I'm trying to explain. So mm. but that's 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 kind of like how it is. Like it, it can sound like real close, but it, if as long as it's not the actual song itself, then there's really nothing he can do if that's what the case is interesting interesting yeah because when i first saw this story pop up again i was like okay are you like were you the actual producer like because if it was then i mean what, what ended up happening in that situation but now we have something different where, where he's just saying that 
the, uh, both the beats were just similar and he was saying that it was no coincidence so are you saying they stole your beat or not like it's i feel like it's either or in this situation because if you're going off of the latter which you're saying that they're just similar then i don't think he has a case honestly don't think he has a case uh, for this one especially um with two different songs versus if it was just one song if he just went after bryson tiller's um rendition or if, if he just went after j cole's rendition but he's going after both of them so uh, i don't think he's gonna win i don't think that he has enough evidence but maybe if he can pull something else out then you know maybe maybe that'll happen but um as far as bryson tiller and j cole he's not going directly after them so um, I don't think that it was it was their fault. He's not really blaming them. He's just blaming like whoever made the songs or whatever, whoever produced them. So uh, we'll see what happens with this one. But I don't think that this is going to end up anywhere. I don't think we're going to hear any more news. So we'll see. We'll let you all know if, uh, if anything else comes from the situation. And finally, I know the R. Kelly subway that like pretty much news <laughs> just comes every day. So we're not really going to talk about that. Um, but we have another thing um, which we I, I believe we mentioned before. But the Michael Jackson thing after his docuseries came out um there's been some backlash so his statues are getting removed from some museums um after that documentary and most importantly after the leaving neverland documentary apparently some radio stations are pulling his music now i have not personally seen the documentary i heard that it was crazy so i definitely need to take a chance and uh and watch that whenever i get a chance yeah but um i didn't think that it was going to basically turn into this and it really sucks because i mean the the man has been dead for 10 years now like that's crazy to even think about he's been dead for 10 years and it's still been making money like the camp is just it's it's ridiculous like he's definitely one of the biggest artists of all time and we've always heard about this stuff happening and again i don't know what's true and what's not true but apparently this is super serious now i mean the man the man is deceased and y'all are going this far to like take down the statues and take his music off of the radio fam Ugh, it's it's just a big yike situation so i gotta i gotta see what this uh docuseries is about because that's just it's it's crazy but this is what's going on right now i don't know if other radio stations will follow suit or if it'll get worse than this i don't know what else they could do at this point um because i mean again you're coming out there dead man I don't, I don't know how many times i gotta say that but it's like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do in this situation you're gonna go at this camp i don't i don't know i don't know you're gonna go at this family i'm not sure what you do after this because i don't even feel like there's much else to prove because you can't ask him about it so who you who you really talking to so like i said i gotta see the docuseries but how do you feel about all of this that's uh that's been transpiring over the last few weeks with this that's hella knee-jerk reaction that's that's pretty much what it is it's almost like every time someone comes out and accuses somebody of something instead of like listening and seeing everything for what it really is or kind of like getting your garnering your own opinion of what you think it could be everybody's so quick to be like oh god we gotta stop pull his albums off the shelves let's, let's stop playing his music shut down the streams and uh, it's like shit is weak bro like some of these people are the same people that went under oath and said that nothing happened and that shit wasn't true. And whether they did that shit for money or not, who knows? But the thing is, like, that shit is all garnered around money, bro. That's what it is. Like, the people that's coming back out and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, something really did happen in that room that night. Like, come on, man. Shit is all about money. 
like they see like everybody see that that's that's what you know what I'm saying that's what it is like the, the shit with Bill Cosby and you know what I'm saying I'm not defending any of them by no stretch because if it's true then they deserve it Harvey Weinstein and you know what I mean the R. Kelly now Michael Jackson's like this man like he can't defend himself so what are you what are you trying to do it's just like trying to tear him down now because you couldn't do it before I think that shit hella corny and it's just a knee jerk reaction right now for people to pull this music like I'm I'm in Chicago and I've listened to the radio some nights when I'm at work and they play Michael Jackson shit all the time so they ain't pulling that shit here so <laughs> I don't know what what radio stations they are pulling it from but they not pulling it from from you know saying the urban station even the the stations that just play hits from the 80s and stuff like that they don't pull his music so because I hear it I hear them play it like all the time so I don't know just I think that shit hella weird it's just weird man we, we just live in a weird time now anyway where everybody is you know that whole me too movement and now it's like all right let me jump on this now let me jump on this it's just weak right it's weak right so according to the article it says that <laughs> strangely a uh, new zealand or new zealand stations let me let me say it's plural new zealand stations and canadian stations uh, have been the ones that have been removing his music so again it hasn't touched the u.s yet or at least according to this article um but i just have a feeling that uh, of course like in more evidence rolls around that more stations will follow suit so and it's just it's, it's crazy i do agree with you like everything is offensive and once one story comes around then other people start stepping forward and then you have this whole uh pitchfork and and um and tiki torch situation mm -hmm. so yeah. it just it, it's really terrible and again i'm i agree with you as well like i'm not defending of these people i don't know what's wrong and what's right but it, it comes to a point where especially in michael jack's situation like what else can you do and, and you said that as well i don't i don't know what else is going to come from this situation like he's he's deceased so what what now will bill cosby okay you locked him up or kelly he keeps getting locked up and, and getting bailed out but i i don't think he's going to be able to escape the situation <laughs> as well because it's just it's, it's crazy bro like people are trying their best to save him and more and more we get to a point where like Aaron Magruder was 100% correct, like 110% correct with that Boondocks episode. Like people are wilding over him, but uh, but he's still alive. Again, this is a totally situation because Michael Jackson has been dead for 10 years. So I don't know what's what's going to happen, but we will see if this gets any worse before it gets better. Because yeah, this it's really bad, really really bad. So scary times, man. I, I would just say watch it back. <laughs> if it doesn't matter whether you're famous or you're not, because it's gonna be somebody looking to get you for something that you said or did it's very very mm -hmm. scary so oh man with that being said man let's go ahead and switch gears to the album reviews now we have two album reviews and then like we said we're going to do a rap battle review as well so for the album reviews i'm um, gonna start off with two chains rap or go to the league uh this album has 14 songs total features um, Marsha Ambrose's Young Thug, Travis Scott, Kendrick Lamar, Ariana Grande, Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Wayne, E-40, Chance the Rapper, and Kodak Black. I would say my favorite songs on this album will be Rule the World, Hot Top Versace, and Statue of Limitations. Uh, I'm gonna be honest about this particular album. I'm a 2 Chainz fan. I'm not a huge fan, but I have liked this project um, more so his mixtapes um, that he came out with, or at least like with the last few years. A pretty girl like trap music was was dope though. I actually really really like that album. 
uh, besides the production and of course the features I would say that I probably did not enjoy this album as much as I did Pretty Girls Like Trap Music and his mixtapes. Um, I don't know what it was about this one, even though this one was, I feel like it was a little bit more personal. Um, he kind of, you know, dove more into his personal life because I feel like besides if you're like listening to him on his interviews, he doesn't really talk that much about like, you know, how he sold, he sold dope to his mom and, and his whole situation he was growing up. But um but besides that i don't know i i just feel like this album didn't didn't really resonate with me as much as his other ones and i'm not saying that it's a bad thing but i just felt like when i would listen you know from song to song that they just didn't hit me as uh as much as his other um projects did i did enjoy the features though and again my my favorite song even though i uh i was telling you um off off stream or whatever or off the uh off the podcast i one of my homies like man i don't, I don't like that uh i don't like the amory song i don't like the amory <laughs> remix all right wait we actually said on the last episode it wasn't even off 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 the podcast but um uh, but that was actually my favorite song i actually really like ariana grande on here and i'm not even a fan of her but i really really enjoyed that remix and i enjoyed that song so that's by far my favorite and he did have uh have a couple other remakes. Like I said, the production was great. I had no problem with the production. I just felt like I don't know. Maybe it was just like the album was a little bit too slow for my taste. Maybe that was it. Maybe it was just too slow. And like the Kendrick Lamar song, "Mama Hit a Lick," I was thinking it would have been a little better than that. I just felt like it was more like playful. And again, it's not a a bad thing. But generally, when I hear a Kendrick Lamar feature, I'm I'm like wanting to hear something a little bit more lyrical from Kendrick. Uh, I know that Two Chainz is the most lyrical person, but it's the way that he raps that uh that makes him like highly underrated uh, to a lot of people. Uh, and Two Chainz been doing a lot, like I said, not just with music. He's been doing a lot around the community. He has you know shows. Um, so he's been he's been definitely doing a lot, and he's been working on his health. Cause I listened to that uh, Breakfast Club interview, and he uh he, you know he stays he stays himself man he stays himself and and he knows a lot of people so he's definitely very very well respected in the rap game but i just feel like i didn't like this album as as much as i i thought i would but again it's it's not a bad thing i'm not bashing it at all it was just maybe it was just a little too slow for me maybe that was just what i what i ended up not really resonating with so it was cool but i i definitely like pretty girls like trap music and and his mixtape like daniel son necklace don um and uh and travelly trey i like those um those projects a little bit more than this one so uh how'd you feel about rapper go to lead <clears throat> I actually liked it. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty nice. I I did. I did enjoy it. I was listening to it while I was cleaning the crib, so I was just like, okay, let me let me bump this. Um, I, I'm a fan of Two Chains, you know, and more so because you know he started late. You know what I mean? Like he didn't come out till like I remember he was on he was on like DTP, right? And he was probably close to like 30 at the time when he did come out. Yeah, it's Titty Boy. So yeah, it's Titty Boy. So <clears throat> so he started late and he just kept grinding, man, and finally, you know, took off on his own, you know, on his own accord. And the fact that he comfortable in his own skin, he ain't worried about people saying, Oh, you too too old, you in your forties, why you still rapping type shit. He he come down, he made good music. So I'm a fan. And plus he can hoop too. A lot of people don't know that. He used to hoop. I think he played a skit from that in the beginning of the album. He did. Uh, yeah, so uh, my favorite songs on that was the Forgiven joint with uh, Marsha. I think that was like the opening joint too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was that was real. That was really really well done. Uh, 
anything Marsha on, I, I always check for because she just she sets the vibe for the song. Um, Money in the Way, I like that. Uh, NCAA, I like that. The Joint with Kendrick, or Mama Hit a Lick, I like that song. It was cool to me. And then I said, Me, that was probably my favorite song on there. I was, like, I, I was fucking with that. It was just, it was just, it was just swag times a hundred on that song. So that's why I liked it, probably. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's that was that's what I thought. I thought the album was was done really well. I know you probably said you you didn't like the pacing of the album. You thought like all the songs for the most part was kind of like slower pace. Yeah, just but you gotta bit. realize, but you gotta realize like that's kind of like who he is though. Like he not like really a fast rapper or, or you know he he kind of like just says his rhymes. He don't really like. His flow just ain't the the greatest. He don't really have a flow like a lot of people have, so it's probably why he, you know, he just kind of toned it down on this one. Mm. But I mean, he has made some songs like some bangers and stuff that you can bump in the club and stuff. But I, I liked it though. It, it was enjoyable to me for me to listen to. Okay, so what would you give rapper go to league out of five? Let me give it a three. You give it a three. Okay, okay. Um, I think production wise. Production wise, I'll definitely give it a three. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't want to give it a two point five though, because I feel like that's that's being a little, little too, little too harsh on it. Um, again, I think I'm just comparing it a little bit to its other stuff, and I just liked it a little bit more. But again, like I, like I would just want to stress, like it's not a bad album at all. Um, I just didn't like it as much as I did the other other projects. So I'm also give it a three. Um, just overall, I thought that the production was definitely on point. Um, I'm not even sure who he had produced a lot of these songs, but I like the, uh, you know, the spins that he put on some classic songs and, and the production was definitely on point. So, uh, so I'll also give it a three rapper go to league is a, it's a solid overall album and you may like it. It it just may be me personally who, uh, who didn't like it as much, but it was definitely a a good album. Um, a good album overall. And I definitely like some songs in there. It's not like I didn't like anything, but uh, but those songs will probably be the only songs I would I would listen to like over and over, put on my playlist. Um, but maybe I just got to warm up to it. I listened to it again um, this morning, and and I was like, oh, okay, like I kind of like this song a little bit more. I kind of like that song, so maybe it just grew on me. Maybe I just got to listen to it a lot more, and and maybe I'll feel a little bit different. But I also give it a three. Um, it's definitely solid. Definitely solid. Um, so there you go. Uh, album review on to change rapper go to league. Let's move on to Solange. When I get home her album has 19 songs total uh, there are some interludes but again it's just as far as the the songs it's 19 total <laughs> yeah she definitely has a lot of interludes and there are no listed features but as far as the guest appearances we have playboy cardi gucci main and the dream um it was some other artists that also like laid some some background vocals but as far as like actual guests that were on here it's playboy cardi gucci main and the dream so solange's album sounds like one song and it's not a bad thing but it's like one song that just all flows together i mean her first song was literally just saying thing some things i imagined for almost two minutes but it sounded dope like i don't even know how to explain that i think this Solange is one of the only artists that can do this and like have people like vibing this is a total vibe album and that's just the way that Solange makes music even her last project could see that the table was was very similar but i feel like she definitely had a lot more interludes and it sounded like just one big song with all of these 19 songs including the uh the interludes um she has like one see one two three 
three, four songs on here that are explicit. But other than that, man, it's just like everything flowing together. Things I imagine immediately flows into uh, the S. McGregor, which is only a 17 second interlude, then down with the click. And then, uh, then way to show, then another interlude, and it just keeps going and going and going. So this is something that I can easily play in the background while I'm like cleaning up or doing something around the house, and it'll it'll just sound dope. It's just a total vibe album, and it's really nothing bad that I can say about it. I'm not a Solange fan uh, by any means, but uh, there'll definitely some songs that I enjoyed on here. Um, and I, I ain't even add that on here, but I would say that my favorite songs was uh, would be Almeida, and that's the song that uh, had Playboy Cardi on there. I like Sound of Rain, and I like Way to the Show. Um, those what I would say would be my favorites. But again, like you could go through this whole album, and I'm telling you, like you wouldn't even know like where one song began and where yes, the song yeah. ended. Yo, <laughs> it's it's that crazy. So I respect her and the uniqueness that she approaches music with and she definitely had a lot of uh, heavy hitters here as far as producers as well she had pharrell do some songs uh, she even had tyler the creator do a song so uh, so she's definitely not a stranger to like working with people and she produced pretty much every song herself as well um but again she has some guest producers on here so um she knows what her sound is she knows what she wants it to sound like and this is what you get this is what you get when you get into the mind of salon so uh anybody who's a fan of just like just vibe type of records like you don't even gotta say much on here because she really didn't say anything <laughs> to be honest on half of these songs she did say the same thing over but but it works it works it's just the particular vibe of the songs and and like just the mindset that you get put in when you're listening to it that just makes it makes it sound good so how did you feel about it man um <laughs> you hit that nail on the head though because i was gonna say the exact same thing we hadn't even talked about it before i was just like when i was listening to it i'm like what song is this i mean is this the same song and i'm just like it was like when it first comes on you just hear imagine this imagine imagine i'm just like okay i'm imagining you know getting to the next song so i'm just like what what am i listening to like and i looked up and it's just like a bunch of like two minutes one minute one minute songs it was uh the last, what was the last album I talked about and i said it that's what this reminded me of was it that mick jenkins i'm i don't even remember i think that i think that was it uh that last mick mick jenkins project when i was like it just all sounded like one big song because it was a lot of like one minute songs and stuff on it Mm-hmm. And then with the interludes and stuff like that, I just look. I'm gonna just be real with y'all. Like I'm, I, I, I dig Solange's vibe and energy and the fact that she's like, she comes out and she's not like, yo, I'm Beyonce sister. You know, saying y'all should just like me because I'm gonna do what she doing and y'all gotta like. She's like in her completely like own lane, and I can respect that like more than you know. So the fact that she doesn't use her sister is like, yo, this is the reason why y'all should mess with me just because. She does a thing. I definitely don't think this album was anywhere near as good as A Seat at the Table. You know what I mean? Because I thought that album was dope. But it was some... The only songs I really liked on here was a Way to the Show and Dreams. I It's hard because I don't want to... I don't want to give it like a bad score. I just felt like it just... It was just one one big song. <laughs> That's just how I feel. Like it just... It didn't do it didn't do for me like the last project she did and you know as an artist you want 
each i mean of course like your first solo album is like you you your whole life is put into that first album but this ain't her first album this ain't her second album you know what i mean so i just want you know i wanted more and i just didn't feel like i got it so i just for that i'm gonna give it i gotta give it a two bro because i just wasn't feeling it Okay. I just wasn't feeling it at all. Like I, it, it, I tried to like I listened to it twice because I listened to it once at work, and then I listened to it again earlier today. So I was just like, okay, maybe I can get something different from it. But I really didn't. It was just like a lot of just, it was a lot of empty shit in 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 the songs. Like I didn't get a lot of substance. It was just a lot of fluff. Okay, I respect that. I respect that. I'm gonna give it a two and a half just because of the vibe factor. Again, like. Compared to a seat at the table, a seat at the table had like like actual structured songs, and this one really didn't. Um, it was only like let's see, let me count one, two, three, four, five songs that were like over two minutes. Huh. Yeah, but everything else like it was just it was just like short like yeah. So it, I can't really say that this is a complete album, but this is. You know, this is the stuff that we get when, you know, you're talking about Solange. Um, but I'll give it a two and a half, though, just just for the uh, just for the vibe factor, because I definitely enjoyed it. But anybody else who's like trying to figure out like what song that, you know, they like and they're not looking at their phone or whatever. You're uh, not going to know. Yeah, you're not going to know at all. <laughs> so so it's, it's kind of crazy. So, I mean, if you know, some people like that and some people won't. But I guess like when you compare it to a seat at the table, then I can I can totally understand why you say that and why, you know, you may not like it compared to somebody else. But it was cool, though. It was cool. Like I said, vibe factor alone, I, I'll give it two and a half. It was it was decent. It was decent for me. So there you go, man. Those are our two album reviews Two chains rapper go to the league and Solange. When I get home uh, and fly, give Solange a two. I give it a two and a half. And then we both get two chains, a three. So there you go. Uh, finally, we have our rap battle review: Hollow the Die versus Matt Hoffa. Now, I was talking about on the uh, on the last podcast how these two guys were like, you know, the best of buds or whatever. They were they were in business together with LOM Clothing. All of a sudden, this stuff changes. Matt Hoffa, you know, gets into it with disaster, and you know, for some reason. Um, Hollow, you know, is not messing with him the same, and he feel like, you know, uh, Matt Hoffa feel like he's not a friend anymore, and all of a sudden, um, he, uh, pretty much, like, as far as any business stuff is concerned, I've known Hollow always repping LOM clothing, but now he's repping this hidden label, and now you see that on all the URL rap battles, he's, he's always talking about hidden label, and I was like, well, you know, what happened? Did you, did you switch companies, or did you change the name of it? Um, so I was, like, trying to figure out what's going on, and when this battle came out now we find out well you know allegedly the reason why he's not messing with lom no more not really repping lom because apparently he was stealing money from you know the people he's doing business with so you always end up hearing something when you know it gets personal when these rap battles but in any case um to to put everything short they don't like each other anymore they're they're not really cool anymore and and this was more of a battle just kind of like getting getting their grievances out mm -hmm. and and the funny thing about it and I, I don't remember if it was this battle or not 
but I actually I think it was his battle. But Hollow mentioned that you know rap battles weren't really rap battles anymore. They're kind of like grievances, like kind of like just sessions to to get whatever whatever personal feelings that you feel about the other and rapper. Out dirty and, and this is exactly what this this battle was. I feel like this wasn't a good battle for any of them. More specifically, Hollow. And we talked about the Hollow versus John John battle, and that was you know a much more a formidable battle. But he had you know beef for him as well. They had. But history. that was personal too. Yeah, yeah, it was also personal. But with this one, I mean, you got Matt Hoffa like that's your boy. This you know this wasn't just you know a colleague who you've seen around and and worked with until y'all you know y'all got into it. This was you know supposed to be your boy. He was you know doing business with him, so it was you know way more personal than the John John battle. But Hollow just wasn't himself. It seemed like he didn't want to be there. I'm gonna be honest. It seemed like he really mm -hmm. didn't want to be there. Matt Hoffa wanted to air him out. I, I could already tell. Like he, I think that this was a battle that he wanted way more than Hollow did. Hollow was just like whatever. Like it, it may get some views or whatever. I'm making my money, but he just didn't seem like he wanted to battle him. I I think that all in all he still kind of wanted to be friends with him but i don't know you know if they'll ever be friends in the future like they were but it just kind of seemed like whatever relationship that they had is is kind of dead and uh it just battle wise it just it just wasn't there for any of them matt hoffa was still kind of you know being like himself and you know they you know they had their little little issues or whatever but it was just it was just kind of kind of meh like it was it was just they were just spewing out personal stuff and again you don't know what's true and, and what's false but it just as far as like anything clever like it was just it was just kind of all over the place and i wasn't really feeling it it just wasn't a good battle for for both of them oh mad mad did a couple nice ones kind yeah. yeah a couple like you'll get a couple but i don't know just a conviction with both of them it was it was just more personal like it was something that i feel like they should have just aired out in private <laughs> instead yeah, of that shit was like couples therapy bro it was it was really couples therapy so that's it was just it was just mad for me how'd you feel about it Mm, uh, when I when I like listen to it like when they you know they did how they did the build up to it and whatnot the way they made it sound like it was gonna be like the baddest shit that was about to come out like they was the way they were hyping it up but that mean that's what they supposed to do of course that, but a little face off thing yeah, yeah it just seemed like but once I looked at it I've never seen Hollow uh, come across as A intimidated and B disinterested he seemed like a little bit of both I don't know if he was intimidated uh, like I think it was more like a combination of intimidation uh, regret and maybe uh, some remorse for some for some shit you know what I'm saying that, that went down with them too and it came out in that battle is like normally he doesn't shy away from going at you like even if it's some shit that you know ain't really true he'll say some clever shit like or some unpredictable shit that make you be like oh damn you know what I mean and Let's be real. Math isn't the toughest battle he's had, you know what I mean, in a while. So, I mean, I, I looked at the way he handled Lux and then looked at the way he went with Math and it was just like, come on, son. Like, we know for a fact Math is nowhere near as nice as, as Lux is. So, I don't, I don't, you know, but I always like Math. I think a lot of times he, he uses that, you know, Oh yeah, you don't forget I punched these dudes in the face type shit, you know, to you know, to kinda like sell tickets and shit, but I, I don't know. I still I believe that math won though two one. Hmm. 
And so I feel like Mav won because that that split splash shit was so funny, yo. I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> yo, yo, split splash. <laughs> split splash. <laughs> yeah. Said he jumped off a boat and all of those stuff. Even if it wasn't true, it was funny though. And like that's what that shit is about. Like you you could see that happening while he's saying it, and you just be like, oh my god, because Mav's a funny dude. That's what he does. He he says funny shit, and you know, and then you know he kind of puts puts the as the aggression with it too. Well, like when he said he'll do some shit, you it's kind of believable that he'll do it. But yeah, this definitely was a case where you know business deal went wrong or whatever, and he was saying like you know he hit him with the you jump ship, and that's why I said that was clever as hell. He hit him with the jump, you jump ship, splish splash, you know what I'm saying? Right, saying right, right. You know, shit like that. That was that was clever. That's the shit that like that's the shit that I absolutely love because he went back. He had already like said the shit about okay, and you jumped off the boat or whatever, and you all wet and. Shit like that, and and then he went back and said it again, saying something about you know when shit did this, you jump ship, get it, you know what I'm saying? Basically, like it it was just it was just wordplay, and that's what I'm a fan of in battle rap. So it's like, okay, I got that shit. That's and I just felt like math, even to a degree, kind of held back a little bit, but he still was like, you know, because he said it. Remember, he said like, look, I'm not, I don't even care about winning this battle. I just want to, you know. I just basically I want to edit this thing out and shit like that. I'm about to you know get some shit off my chest, and that's what this shit looked like, man. It just looked like couples therapy. Like, okay, your turn. Now your turn. Then uh, Hollow had a chance to like really go in, and then he stopped after like four minutes. And I was like, and they was like, that's it. He's like, yeah. He like, yeah. I ain't gonna take thirty minutes like you. I'm just like, <laughs> dude, really, dude, really ain't got nothing to say. I'm just Hoffa went in on him, yo. It's just like, just what it is, man. I ain't always a fan of the tactics that uh, Mav does, but when he's just on that rhyme and shit, he is pretty good. Yeah, Matt, I fucks with him. Matt, at one point was like, you know, he was up there, one of my favorite rappers. But again, he just got in way too much trouble. Like he's punched three people. He's had in three different fights, and it, it was pretty much that you know what everybody knows him for. If you don't yeah. even watch battle rap like that, so that like, was like one of the first ones I watched was him. The shit with Dose, Dose him yep. and Dose. And then that sucker shit, that was some sucker shit he did to Sirius Jones. Sirius, Jones, yeah. And then the whole disaster thing, like, uh, yeah, that was, and disaster like, got him so. ugly, yeah. So, <laughs> oh yeah, then Hoffa, I mean, uh, Hollow, you know, saying make him think that dude was there and shit. Right, and he, like, that was close. He, like, yo, dude, like, yeah, that that was that's why I like it. That was a, that was the round I thought he won when he did that. He like, I'm in New York, <laughs> right. Yeah, so it was funny. And then Matt was talking about his, uh, you talking about Hollow Sister or whatever, how he wanted oh, to yeah. out. Like, oh, boy, here he go. Boy. <laughs> yeah, so you could tell, like, just Hollow was getting annoyed. I, that's what I, I could just see it on his face. And generally, Hollow never shows too much emotion, but this is one of the first battles, obviously, besides the John John situation, where, like, he's battling somebody who he was actually cool with. So I think that's where it really it really came into play. Like he just didn't want to be there. He didn't want this battle, but Matt did, so he can air this shit out that you may not have known about what happened between the two. So I also right. agree that Matt won uh, two one, and it was just it was an easy two one as well. Cause like I said, just Hollow was not there. It just wasn't a battle that I would have ever expected him to do. Cause they've been so cool for years but uh but i mean we've seen worse we've definitely seen worse so again i'm, I'm not surprised at, at everything transpiring like that but it is what it is man um if you want to watch the battle go ahead and watch it but don't expect anything exciting unless you just want to hear a whole bunch of jokes and, and math alpha just just getting no hollow for for a whole bunch of stuff 
that you may have not known about. And again, we don't know what is true or not, but Matt generally doesn't lie. And like you said, we've seen his track record. So, uh, so there you go, man. That's the that's a rap battle. Uh, Hollow to Die versus Matt Hoffa. Uh, so let's get into the song of the week. Uh, my choice comes from Logic. I know that Logic lately has been getting a lot of crap um, over the whole like I'm I'm black I'm white stuff because we're you know we're tired of hearing that. But <laughs> there was a point in time where where Logic uh, was was one of my favorite rappers as far as like the new school, and he's still up there to me. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, like I don't I don't listen to Logic because I still do. I just I'm just tired of him just saying the same stuff over and over and over. But then again, a lot of rappers say the same stuff over and over as well. So I can't really fault him for that. But on his album, which is his first official studio album, um, the Under Pressure came out in 2014. Uh, he had a song called Gang Related. And I think that's probably like one of my most favorite songs by him ever. And this is when he was because I, I really didn't look like too far on like his upbringing or whatever. Uh, but this song definitely touched on like two different sides of, uh, of the story. And like when he was growing up, his brother's side and then his side. Um, he rapped his side first and then he rapped his brother's side. And his brother, um, he said that he was a, a drug dealer. Um, or whatever when they were growing up and it was very interesting to take that he took um on on this particular song and i thought that it was very clever uh, so this is definitely one of my favorite songs off of that album so again it's called gang related logic and it's from the under pressure album that came out in 2014. uh flock what you got for us this week uh i'm gonna go with uh trouble featuring mike will made it on the beat uh it's called come through came out in 2018 it's actually on the nba live uh 19 soundtrack so check that out dope song it's some trap shit too believe it or not i actually fucked with it i thought it was a dope ass song okay okay all right so there you go i have logic it ain't always boom bap with me well yeah 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 we you we get some surprises from you (laughs) (laughs) boom bap or uh r&b of course so, uh, so there you go, Logic Game Related from Under Pressure album 2014. And then you have Trouble Come Through, Flock Choice 2018, which is also on the NBA Live 19 soundtrack. All right, so topic of the week, and this uh, is coming from you, Flock. Most underrated artists of all time. Man, like when I actually saw the question, now I actually got to like think of like who's underrated that I feel like besides like, I know we mentioned two changes being underrated and he sees himself as underrated as well. Um, so I, I could agree with that one, but I'm trying to think of like some other, some other artists, not necessarily rappers um, that, that I think are underrated. But while I'm thinking about that, if you have any, any um, artists that come to mind, go ahead and uh, let the people know. I just I just went with the hip hop uh, aspect because like I said I didn't want to be too long I want to mix them up because I'll I'll be a long time because <laughs> I I feel like a lot of people don't get the credit that they deserve or the shine that they 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 may have earned and just didn't get because I feel like a lot of BS you know what I'm saying gets we, we like we as a culture we put a lot of BS artists you know what I'm saying and get them too much attention and it's a lot of artists that I think didn't get the the mainstream appeal that they should have. You know, for a craft, I'll start off uh, representing the West Coast. I'm gonna put Razkaz in there. He's like one of my favorite artists ever because his wordplay and and 
some of the songs that he put together, like, you know, hitting you and teaching you songs like Nature of the Threat and uh, Interview with a Vampire, like, that shit hits you, you know what I'm saying? Like, with the religion and shit like that. Like, just check that out. That'll probably be one of my songs that y'all need to check out, you know what I'm saying, in the future. Uh, Corrupt from the Dog Pound. I felt never, like, never got the dude he deserved. I know I hit y'all with the hot take when I always, I said, I felt like Corrupt was a better rapper than Snoop. And I still feel that way. Um, present day, I want to, I want to throw my girl Rhapsody in there because, like, as a present day, I don't feel like she's celebrated the way she should. And the fact that, you know, it, it has to say something that if Kendrick only has two features and she's one of them on an album, you know what I mean? And then he'll turn around and hop on her shit. You know what I mean? If the best rapper alive today fucks with you, that's got to say something, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Sky Zoo, I always felt like he was a dope ass artist. You know what I'm saying? East Coast. I felt like he never really, you know, got the traction that he should have. He always made good songs and shit. And he's a dope rapper. Big boy from Outkast. <clears throat> we all, we all like treasure 3000, but I think he kind of gets lost in that shovel. He's had some classic verses on those Outkast albums as well. Uh, Camp Low is a group, one of my favorites. And I know, Jay, I know you fuck with him too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Camp Low is, is incredible to me. Uh, dudes just had swag. They had like that. These dudes was out in the '90s, but if if rap was popular like in the '70s or something like that, though those dudes would be like '70s rappers, like for real, because the swag that they had, like that, you just can picture them in like bell bottoms and <laughs> the big ass hats and shit like that. But they had that, they had that 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 swag, yo, that was just incredible. Um, J. Rue the Damager, uh, he was signed to DJ Premier. He he was also a lyrical monster. I mean, uh, Bun B from UGK. I never felt like he got the credit he deserved. Uh, and of course, uh, Styles P, you know what I'm saying, from the locks. A lot of people think of Jadakiss when they think of the locks and stuff like that, but Styles P is, is cold as well. Okay, okay. That's it That's for hell, now. Hell of a list. Hell of a list. And obviously, there are a lot more. Um, I'll go ahead and throw in a few. Um, King Mess. I think that King Mez is underrated. Like, I don't even think that he's broken anything yet, for real. Um, John Connor, I mean, he was on the WSL freshman list. Mm-hmm. And it was so many people on the WSL freshman list that you probably have never heard of again. Um, John Connor is still dope, and, and he's still putting out music. And uh, and I'll, I'll throw in one of the, probably the most underrated rapper ever, in my opinion. And still going in present day is Royce. I still feel like Royce the 5'9 does not get the respect that he deserves. I think that he is, that he is as far as lyrically, the best rapper yeah. out there right now. He's better than Eminem, like, and I've always thought that. Yeah, I've always thought that he's better than Eminem, man. And, and like I said, you know, uh, you and Steve, when we did our top 10, y'all said the Book of Ryan was in y'all list. and It was yeah, number one. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was number one. So I, I still think that Royce will, will never ever get the respect that he deserves. Now, I, granted, you know, he did have the little beef situation. A lot of people stopped messing with him because of that. But just as far as like songs and, and lyric wise, he's dope. I, it's it's really not too many people that's touching him. Not too many people that's touching him. And uh, and another person I want to throw in because he also gets a, a lot of respect from Royce is King Los. I think that King Los is highly underrated. He just he he's another one of those people that. He has a problem making albums, but as far as just spitting, he's dope. He, he's up there. He's like top five as far as like as far as just lyrics, just right now. 
I, I think he's up there, but he's I don't think he's ever gonna get the respect until he actually puts out like a solid album that everybody enjoys. It's just it's he's one of those people that has a problem. I don't know what it is, but he just has an issue with making albums but i think one of his last projects that he put out um was really dope but again he didn't like put it on any um and he put it on any streaming services he put it like straight on soundcloud so like that's that's just what he does now but uh but he's another one of those people so those are those are some people who i just want to give a shout out to highly underrated in my opinion so there I go, man. Uh, most underrated artists, let us know. Let us know if there were anybody who we miss, who you enjoy a lot that you feel like are underrated. Uh, finally, we have the good old album suggestion section. So what you got for us? I'm going to go with Helta, Helta uh, D-I-R-T, <laughs> which the acronym from the incredible rap team from uh, the year 2008. Uh, one member of this group, R.I.P. Sean Price. I actually was gonna put him in here, but I didn't want to say his name twice. Damn, rhyming accidentally. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, y'all make sure y'all check. Sean Price is just incredible, yo. Like, he's one of my favorites, like absolute favorite rappers. Like, he's a rap. If like you into that rap, rap shit, he's a rapper's rapper. Um, from top to bottom, this album was crazy. Uh. I think the first time I heard it, like, was shortly after it came out. I was watching something and that song called Insane came on. I'm like, what is this? And I was like, like, the sample was just crazy. I, I, I'm still in love with this album. Yo, it's, it, it, like, it is aged, like, it's 11 years old now, but it's aged well. And it's still dope as hell. And if you've never heard it before, I'm sure you'll agree. If you, like I said, if you're into, like, hip-hop, just straight beats and lyrics, this is this is definitely the album for you to check out, man. And if you're a fan of Helter Skelter and you missed it and was like, oh, I wasn't sure about this one, trust me, you're doing yourself a great disservice if you have not listened to this, if you are actually a fan of, of their music. All right. Check it out. 2008, man. And that was during the dark days of hip-hop, man. When hip-hop was dead. Four and five. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a tough time around that time, man, so... You know, it was it was a lot of uh, you know it was a lot of wipe me downs and party like a rock stars and shit going on during that time. So this hey, was a man. breath of fresh air. Hey man, this stuff had a purpose. <laughs> yeah, club, it did. Club bangers, man. It was club, club bangers. I guess I know. Shake that laffy taffy, y'all. I feel you. I feel you. Hey, I was doing all the dances, man. I was in college. Leave me alone. <laughs> No doubt. So there you go, man. Helter Skelter D-I-R-T 2008. Uh, with that being said, man, we are done with Enlightened Sounds episode 19. Do you have any final words before we conclude? Uh, Just appreciate all the support we get. People that tweet it out, tweet the, uh, tweet the podcast out. Not just ours, but, you know, the everybody's podcast, the extra GI podcast, my solo shit. Um, you know saying the triple thread and stuff like that like any like even the new stuff that's coming now with with the anime and uh siggy's money talks podcast like appreciate everybody that come through support everything that gi does um y'all keep them questions coming man y'all can ask us i keep telling y'all man ask me if you don't want to you too scared to ask jg because he don't like west coast music and you want to ask me about west coast feel free <laughs> feel free to, <laughs> feel free to ask me i'll question on the podcast like for real for real like yeah man but i appreciate all the support man you know say listen to what you like don't listen to what you don't like don't let other people tell you what's good and what's bad except me all right i'm out (laughs) (laughs) oh man so there you go man um 
I'm about to probably be in Disney like every week or something now. Cause you know, we in, we in big Orlando. I'm out here in the rural area where all the rich people at. So we ain't no broke boys no more. Uh, you know, just, just a slight flex, slight flex. I'm just playing y'all. I don't care. <laughs> it don't matter where I live. Um, but again, shout out to everybody that, that continues to listen to us, man, and supports all of GI. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we will see y'all for Enlightened Sounds episode 20. And yeah. uh, we out. Peace. Yo.